When I first came to St. Joseph's, I came for one year as an associate pastor. And I remember very vividly my first Ash Wednesday here. Uh, so the following Sunday, uh, the first Sunday of Lent back then, I was out in the narthex, and uh, this small um, um, woman with a lot of energy, and she was very angry, and she came walking up to me, marching up to me, running up to me, full of anger, and she says to me, where were you last Wednesday afternoon? And uh, she meant by, we had a service for uh, ashes uh, that a deacon took, uh, presided at. And I, I wasn't scheduled for that. I probably was on in the morning, one of the morning masses. Um, but it was also my day off. And I said to her, I was about to say to her, well, do you know, Wednesday afternoon was my time off and I'm entitled to my time off. But I felt that wouldn't have been the best of responses. <laughs> um, you know, in conflict resolution, you, you always try to move from positions to interests. So I said back to her, um, so it is important for you that I'd be here on Wednesday afternoon. And she said, yes, it is. And uh, I said, tell me why. Because she said, at that service, I think it's a four o'clock service. She said, um, there was a huge number of young people added from the high schools. And then she says, if, if, uh, if, if they could see a priest on the altar, then they might think about becoming a priest. So you can see her, her interest and what it was in. And thankfully, because of her advice and her input, uh, we now have a Mass at that time. So she has influenced it in some way. I can't, know, I can't remember who that person was or who she is. Maybe she's still here. But um, why I bring up that story is that uh, the Gospel shows us and tells us about Jesus is advising us about the relentless, relentless desire of God for reconciliation and the relentless desire of Jesus for reconciliation and how destructive the lack of reconciliation can be in a Christian community. And why Jesus is emphasizing it, if it, this doesn't work, try this. If this doesn't work, try this. And eventually he says, and if the people don't want, he, he's saying that the person who is wounded, offended, is the person who must be, make the move to try and make reconciliation happen, which is very challenging indeed. Because Jesus sees a greater, a greater issue at play. And the greater issue that Jesus at play is, he says, it goes back to what Jesus is that the purpose of a, of a community of faith. And it goes back to the time of Exodus. When, when God freed the slaves, the, the Jewish people who were held in slavery in Egypt, and some of them didn't even want to be freed, but God freed those who wanted to be freed, and he, he said, I will lead you into a promised land. And then he said, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. 
And what, what, what God was creating there was a group of people who would create a new humanity with a social commitment. And that is the whole purpose of God's engagement with humankind. That what his followers would do would create a new humanity with a social commitment. This is something that, that Jesus wanted to restore. He came to restore the people of God. Jesus wanted to create a new humanity with a social commitment. And that is why he reached out. Do you know, this is, it is, uh, the new humanity is, is one of inclusion and participation rather than one of exclusion and accusation. And that is why Jesus spent all of his time going to the Wild West, the beyond places, to where the most vulnerable and broken were, because to bring them back into communion, to bring them back into union with God and each other, a new humanity, with a commitment to, to the society in which people lived. And it is something that the church has grappled with down through its 2,000-year history. Uh, one of the great fears of the apostles was that the movement of the apostles, which was made up of all these little house churches scattered throughout uh, the ancient world, all small communities of faith, and there was a fear that it would dissolve and that would disintegrate. That was their fear. It is interesting that it was during a pandemic that it became consolidated and it grew. And I'm not sure the exact pandemic it was. It was probably the bubonic plague, one of the ancient ones going back in history. Um, and what happened was that everybody, society was being decimated. But the people who were surviving it were the Christian communities because they cared for each other. But not only that, when people who had the plague were thrown out on the, on the roadside by their families, the Christian community took them in. And it was this that led to the huge growth of the church in its early centuries because they were also working for a new humanity with a commi commitment to caring for the most vulnerable people in society. What it is and why it was so important to Jesus and why it was so important to the disciples and why it should be so important to us is because the Christian community is called to be a sacrament a sign and a source of the presence of the risen Christ in our midst. And that is what we are called to today as a community of faith. We are called to work together to create a new humanity in our day. What Jesus says in the Gospel, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven what you bind, bind and bind on earth, what you loose and bind. And what Jesus is saying is that 
each generation, each community of faith has the capacity and freedom to establish that new humanity in the time and context in which they live in. And what we have to constantly emphasize is, and that is what we are called to do. So it is not about me and my God. And it is not about when I get to heaven. It is about we, and it is about now. And that is what Pope Francis said when he stood up in the, in, in the middle of St. Peter's Square. And he says, um, we are all in this together, when he talks about how the pandemic has, has influenced the whole world. And he said, it has taken away, shattered the whole idea that we are isolated individuals. We are all in this together. And we was in the same boat. He said, we are all in the same boat. And we must learn to row together. So today in the world in which we live in, we must build a society in which there is inclusion and participation and work against a society, a humanity, in which there is indifference, in which there is uh, accusation and, and, and neglect and exclusion of people. That is the purpose of being a disciple of Christ. That is what the whole God purpose is about, to making it on earth as it is in heaven. So as we listen to the gospel of today, let us remember, first of all, and most importantly, what God is calling us to. Let us remember that each one of us has this responsibility as a disciple of Christ to create this new humanity. And even though it has to include um, including, inclusion and participation uh, for all people, most importantly, it has to become a humanity of profound respect for all humankind. Respect is the heart of love. We have to work to create a humanity of respect in our families, in our community, and in the world in which we live in.